I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Kevin Brennan. He's a CPA, had a Santa Fe runner, and put together the High Desert Dirt blog, which if you haven't run across it, uh, looking at, you know, former runners in the state, it is, uh, it's something I've used a lot when I've looked up people to interview and, and finding some research on things. And so I'm, I'm glad to finally, uh, you know, get you on here and talk about this, Kevin. Yeah, it's nice to be on. I, <clears throat> I, uh, I like your podcast a lot, obviously, New Mexico running. And, uh, and uh, I'd never really thought I would have anything interesting to say, but here we are. And uh, it's very <laughs> nice to hear that you've read some of the things I've written. It's always kind of a fun thing to hear people say, oh, yeah, I read something you wrote. You, you don't think about that when you're – it's an odd thing. You don't think about it when you're writing it that you might run into someone you've never met before and they'll say, Oh yeah. So yeah. And I got it. So, uh, it's so cool to listen to interviews that you've had with people that I've written about that I've never met. And I would think, uh, you know, it's just, it's great to hear them sort of talk about some of the things they've done as opposed to, uh, I guess just imagining I it. Yeah. And I had, I mean, I had a blast, you know, looking through your blog, you know, and finding, you know, some of these people, some of them I, I you had known about for, for a long time, or my, my dad told me stories or, you know, I'd found through this and that, and then, you know, coming across your blog and finding these different uh, aspects of it that I, I hadn't seen before, which was just like, oh, wow, they did that too? Or, you know, I didn't know they transitioned into trail running at this point. And, you know, all these different things that you had kind of compiled at the time, which was just not only fascinating to me, but so helpful. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I, we, we were speaking about this, but I don't remember, you know, some of these things I've written now. It's been seven, eight, nine years. And, uh, at the time, I just had a really strong interest in a couple of these old runners. And yeah, and I would fish around in the internet and uh, you run across something or you run across an interview of somebody talking about about that runner. And yeah, and somehow I just compiled it. And for some reason, it made sense to me to, to, um, to centralize it and just put all the information. In, and I think I put some of the link to the helpful links in there. And I, I think it was really just like an internet bookmark. I thought <clears throat> this person's fascinating. Uh, it's like a, almost like a Wikipedia entry or something like that. And it was like, here you go. And I just type it out. Maybe I even in some cases did it for myself. And then I don't know, I was <laughs> just sort of collecting this. Information. I don't know. So it's, it's an odd thing. But, well, I mean, I, I yeah, feel but, very, um, uh, like we had the same idea that that collection of stories and things that happened here and kind of preserving it, 
you know, in a, in a sense. And so it was really cool for me seeing someone who had like, I have this idea. I'm like, Oh man, like why hasn't this been, been done before? And then I go through and, and research and like, Oh, someone did start doing this before slightly different format, but it's, it's there. Yeah. I, and I don't know why it was important to me. I just sort of, I think I just sort of admired some of these people and, um, and I just thought, well, no one else is going to do this. So I'll just do it. You know, I'll just spend five minutes. Of course, it wasn't five minutes. It spent several hours. <laughs> but maybe not in one go, though. So it would be 20, 30 minutes here, 20, 30 minutes there. I don't know. It was, it was enjoyable. It's an odd thing, but it was, it was satisfying to do it. Uh, the only runner I ever really ran across was Tony Sandoval. I saw him once at... Um, at Luz at the Luz trail run, which was, that was such a fun run. And it was just such like, uh, uh, you'd recognize all kinds of great runners there or, uh, coaches, or sometimes you'd see like the, the strong high school kid for that year, discontinued race, which is, which is really sad. Uh, that's like a whole nother topic, but so they stopped running it in 2019. The forest service was really, uh, getting ornery for some reason about granting the permit because it, technically it runs through the wilderness. Oh, so that's a whole other story. But so I saw Tony there once because he was running with, with his kids. And of course, I spotted him right away. And I was like, oh my God, it's Tony Sandoval. And I overheard him and it was the funniest thing because he was talking to a friend and, and he says, he says, yeah, I was trying to get my kids out here to run, to run La Luz. And he says, I told him it was a, it's a piece of cake. It's an easy run. He says, the only time I've ever run it, I set the record. He says, I told him that. And I thought, yeah, that's right. He did. When he ran it like in, you know, 76, he won it with the record. And I thought, that's hilarious. Uh, but I didn't have the guts to like say hi to him or strike up a conversation. It would have been a very, you know, like nerd, uh, very nerdy thing. Like, I'm a fan of your accomplishments. So I, I didn't bother. Very funny to overhear him talk people like that <laughs> i i think you know uh, after talking to you know so many runners i think there definitely is uh, some of them that would that would feel you know obviously a little um like oh or that was a long time ago maybe or <laughs> you know maybe a little embarrassed but a lot of them really i think it's it's they downplay what they did, but I think they recognize the the fans that they have, you know, within the state, maybe even outside the state of, of their accomplishments. Because, you know, again, I think for a lot of us kind of growing up here and, and hearing these stories or, or knowing, you know, somewhat of these people and knowing like, oh, wow, I could I could be like Tony Sandoval, right? Like, just because I come from New yeah. Mexico doesn't mean I can't go and win. Yeah. I know, God, Tony was on top. Uh, anyway, his, his story is pretty, pretty interesting. And then, of course, watching his kids come up and watching his kids just—I feel like they're all—they're all graduated now. But watching them just dominate these other kids, and I, I don't know how much self-awareness sort of high school kids have, but I'm sure all the coaches were like, "Oh my God, you know, that's Tony Sandoval's kid." There, there's like no chance our kids have. You know, maybe if maybe they can our strongest kid can knock him off and then they wouldn't even realize that, but I'm sure the coaches talked about it. Like, oh my gosh. 
Absolutely. I think that, you know, the coaches are definitely a little bit more self-aware and, and sometimes the kids are, um, you know, trying to run away from that, that legacy. And, you know, yeah. it's, uh, try not to keep that burden, you know? <laughs> yeah. So let's go back to the to the beginning. You know what what year did you start the blog? Oh gosh, you know I actually don't know. And when I when I started talking to you uh, a week or two ago, I thought I should probably go back and uh, take a look at some of the stuff. And I, I did, but I so I want to say 2010 would be my guess. So 12 years ago, and I feel like maybe I stopped writing to it four or five years ago. If I can't quite remember. Yeah. Yeah, when I yeah when I looked it up, it was 2010 um, was kind of your start year, and then 2019 November ish was kind of your last um, last entry. When was the last entry? 2019. Okay. In November. All right, so I could you know I could jump back in there. I do still sometimes think I'm like, yeah. I this is a good story. I should write this down, but I'm not as I'm not I, as I think anymore. I just forget <laughs> something else comes up and then I just forget. And then a couple of weeks later, I'm like, Oh, that's a good story. I should write that down. I mean, nearly 10. I mean, that was November. So if you would have had just one in uh, t- 2020, that would have been a 10 year, <laughs> 10 year run of posting things, which is, I mean, that's, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was actually trying to think, I thought, well, I wonder how much I wrote. It might, couldn't have been much more than about a hundred, but there was a few years there where it was over a hundred for one year. And, but I, I was experimenting with a lot of things because um, I didn't quite know, you know, I didn't have a very concrete idea of what I was doing. And so sometimes I would just post, I think I would just post pictures. Like, you know, I was out on this trail today. Look at this. It's beautiful. I wouldn't write a whole lot about it. And then sometimes I'd write a, like a, so, about something specific and, and I would spend hours writing like about, I think I wrote something about like the names of the Arroyos. Cause at one point I was like, these Arroyos must have names. And I got, I got really, I got really into figuring out what the names of the, but anyway, and I spent hours and hours doing it. It was a lot of fun. And then, you know, like putting together maps that Strava didn't exist then. So I, I can't quite remember like how I came up with these maps and, and, uh, you get like lost. You get you go into these like like little wormholes. And I, at some point, I was like teaching myself like HTML code because I want I wanted a, something that I was putting on the page. I wanted it to look like this one way. I couldn't get it to go, and so I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna go into the back end of this thing and and like code it." And so I was doing some like odd stuff like that and. Uh, oh yeah, no, it was just like lists and stuff. Anyway, it was pretty. It was kind of like a fun adventure, but I didn't really know what I, what I was trying to do. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> well, it is like it. It's it's you know cool looking. Yeah, looking back at some of them, like again, you've got this these stories of of these runners, and and then you jump to these trails, and then you've got some of your running adventures or hiking adventures, and then. You've got like, uh, I think one of the one of the last ones you did was like a ghost story thing for uh, Halloween or something. Like, oh yeah, it it kind of jumped a little bit, but at the same time, like it's 
um, I, I think sometimes we can get too focused on, on a certain thing. Like, I think that's good to help guide, but I think sometimes maybe, maybe that helped you kind of keep it going for as long as you did to be able to just kind of like, well, this is what I'm interested in, you know, this month or, or whatever. Yeah. I, I liked doing the Halloween stories. I think that's just the thing that I do when Halloween comes around. I like to go out specifically and get, uh, creepy movies cause it's Halloween and we're going to watch these creepy movies. And so, and then and I would write about it. I'd hear, I think I found a couple of really good Halloween stories. And so I'd mark that each year. And it was just kind of a fun thing to, I guess, mark the time. Great time to run. Fall, of course, is a fantastic time to run. Uh, Absolutely. I was a big cross-country runner. I just really enjoyed it. And uh, when fall comes around, uh, there's, I guess, college football and other things. But I'm always like, Ooh, it's, cr- it's cross-country season. Like, check out the paper on Sundays. Like, see... I like to see if uh, I went to school at Santa Fe High, and uh, back in the day, wow, they, they were sort of like a dynasty team. When we were there, we had a few strong runners. But anyway, so to this day, they're they're not a great team. Team, maybe uh, I I guess I can't speak for who's running on the team right now. But sometimes I'll check the paper and I'm like, come on, let's see like how the demons are doing. Usually not great, but I'll be like, oh yeah, look at Pinasco, look at Pinasco or Peco. So those guys are really cleaning up. This is great. Right. Well, and I, I mean, I grew up in Las Vegas, New Mexico. And so, you know, we, we'd come down to Santa Fe and we'd run at, you know, Santa Fe high and, oh man, there was a course that I just absolutely, it was one of the toughest courses, but I, I, I loved it because it kind of started on the soccer field and then you ran out and took this corner into like, now it's all houses, but at the time there was, there was nothing there. There's, you know, just a trail and you were kind of out behind the school and just running on this trail. And then it kind of turned into a single track for a little while. And then you got dumped and, you know, jumped into the Arroyo and ran in that for a while. And, you know, it just was a, a, a good Northern New Mexico course. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, um, I, you know, I should take a step back. I don't run much any longer, but I ran track in junior high. I enjoyed it, of course, because I was good. But, but I also just sort of liked some of some of the context. I liked hanging out with some of the runners, and somehow I got into, uh, you know, I was running some. Uh, I had a friend that said, "Hey, come run cross country with us." It was part of. Um, I want to say it was a USATF or like some kind of junior, some kind of organized junior running. So it was, I think we were in the eighth grade, but he was saying, you know, there's like an organized state meet and we can go to state. And if we run well, then we can go to regionals. And I thought, yeah, all right, that sounds great. You know, what do we do? And he just said, well, you just run 5k. And I'd never done that before, but it it was a ton of fun. You go to, at least at that time, you went to state and, you know, it's not very strong because it's only just like a few kids that even know how to sign up for this thing. And so you just have a decent yeah. run and you go off to regionals. And we did, I can't quite remember where we ran regionals, but somehow we made it through to nationals and we got to go run nationals. And we, we had a parent that was like, Oh yeah, like I'll take you out there. And we ran it. Um, we ran in Omaha, Nebraska that year. Oh wow. I don't know when it was, it must've been like 89 or 90 or something like that. But 
it was so awesome, man. Like I didn't know, I was just sort of thinking, wow, we're at this national meet. This would be fun. But we showed up uh, and it had snowed like 10 inches. There was, there was just like, <laughs> there was like a crazy amount of snow and then, and then it was warm that day. So it was melting. So there was lots of snow, lots of mud. And I thought, surely they're going to like, are we going to postpone the race? Like, what are we doing here? And the coach was like, this is cross country. You get out there and you kick some ass. And we were just like, oh, this is going to be like the coolest thing. I can't, I can't even believe they're going to let us do this. And it was just this mud bog. And I remember like right when we started, there was this huge line with like hundreds of kids. Right when we started, this kid in the, in the uh, funnel next to us slips and goes down immediately in the mud. And a couple of his like teammates like run through him. And there was people, wipe, there was people wiping out everywhere. And I, I remember coach told us, you get to the funnel where, where the, it was like a quarter mile in and there's a sharp turn. He says, you get to the funnel and get to the turn before any of the other kids. And you'll, and you'll like, they'll never catch you. And we couldn't do it because there was kids wiping out everywhere and you were running through them. It was the most fun race. And when we finished, we were covered in mud. And I remember then thinking, this is for me. Like, I love this. This is awesome. And then, of course, when you get into high school and stuff, the Royals, they were great, but sometimes down in Albuquerque, they'd be running on, like, you know, like a, a golf course. And I thought, right. what is this? Like, I don't like this at all. And the, the, some of the track kids would just, would you know, would kind of punish us because they had the leg speed. And it was like, man, whatever. Like, come, come up to, like, run St. Kate's, come up and run some of the Royals up north, and we'll see how it goes. Like, you're going to lose. Uh and it was so much fun. I ran track. I ran track in the spring, but I always really just loved cross country. I think a little bit that transferred when I was running sort of on my own. I never. Ran, I I wasn't a collegiate runner, but so afterwards I just <clears throat> marathon, half marathon, trail running, ton of fun. And it's sort of sort of the same idea. Like it's kind of fun to get lost sometimes. It's kind of fun to uh, like every now and then you're in an arroyo and someone someone puts a fence up whatever it may be and you think who puts this fence up in the array so you have to climb you know you're climbing fences or you're kind of ducking through trees and it makes it a lot of fun track you develop your leg speed and whatnot or maybe if you're a technician on the hurdles but um but lo i love cross country the north really lends itself to any kind you know any any of that stuff and i think that's why it's the northern new mexico develops some really strong runners uh, Matt Gonzalez, I know you interviewed Matt, but yeah. he was Santa Fe High, so I gotta, it yep. was really cool to hear him. And we had a, uh, some other really good uh, champion runners, and of course the teams in the 80s. I, I don't, I'm trying to think about Robert, wait, were you at Robertson or were you at, uh, yeah. I was at Robertson, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember there were some tough runners, I can't think of like really intimidating champion type guys, I'm sure there were several, but. There was the, the Chavez brothers back back in the day, back in my dad's day, or just before them before him actually. Yeah. Um, just dominating. Yeah, they were just they were good. Well, uh, one of them, I think. Well, now I'm now I'm forgetting. And my dad's gonna listen to this and and, <laughs> and, and call me because uh, I can't remember if it was if it was uh, I, I feel like it was the Chavez brother, but it might have been one of the Segudas who um ran for uh eastern eastern new mexico when they had won their national championship 
back in the day, I think the, is that the seventies? Yeah. So there, there's been a few and that, I mean, there's been some, some more, you know, since then, but there's been so many great runners coming throughout the state. It's, it's hard to focus in, you know, just on one school sometimes, you know, and unless you're talking about some of those dynasties of, yeah. of some of those places. You, you ran, uh, did you run against some of those Gallup teams in the nineties? Those dudes I did. were scary. They were so good. And you just see them coming rolling in in their orange jerseys and their orange vests. And it was like, Oh man, I, I remember we would talk about, I mean, we would talk out loud and we weren't embarrassed about saying things like, Oh yeah, I, I picked off, you know, I broke up the Gallup. I, I got in front of their seventh runner and it's, and people would be like, Oh, good work, man. Good work. And looking back, it's like, yeah, I can't believe we were talking about that out loud. That's humiliating. But it was like, no, man, right. like, you pick off the seventh runner. Sometimes it was the six. You get in front of the sixth runner. And you wouldn't even score on that team. But it's like, yeah, but I, but I got the last two. God, right. good. <laughs> they were so good. And I had, uh, I, and I remember, and I and I still, um, I, I run into him now and talk to him. And in fact, we've talked about getting him on the podcast. But Brandon Leslie, you know, from oh, that yeah. time, he was a little bit older than me. But he just, I mean, just a beast. Just, I mean, my, my dad would tell me these stories of these people, like, you know, like Anthony Sandoval and um, Tony Sandoval and and these the Chavis brothers and Scooter, you know, all these people yeah. that I grew up kind of hearing about. But then I'm seeing this, this guy who's a couple of years older than me and Brandon Leslie, who's out there, like, just crushing everybody. Just absolutely killing the competition <laughs> yeah no he was good and then his teammates weren't that they were yeah. in our district. his teammates it was in our district you couldn't get through them it was crazy they were so good <laughs> like like our teams we didn't have a strong enough drive to go to state and so if you wanted to run state you had to finish top 10 in the district but like at least six or seven of the spots were locked up from Gallup. Yeah. so it was like Okay, you'd look around at like the other number ones at like on a couple of the other teams. So it was like Espanola. We didn't know anything about Farmington because they were too far away. It was like right. Espanola and like Sandia, I think. Uh, wait, who who do you coach? I've forgotten. I'm I'm at Sandia. Yeah. Yeah. So Sandia and, and uh, there was I think. The, but anyway, it was like you'd look around at the number ones and you're like, oh man, like I gotta I gotta beat a couple of those guys or that's it, because I'm not I'm not getting through Gallup. And, um, yeah, God, they were like this mythical team. I actually would like to hear, um, if you ever get to talk to Brandon, you got to ask him questions about the coach. I think it was like coach Williams because that, yeah, so that was the guy that was like the glue. Um, actually I think Brandon kind of, I think him and coach Williams kind of had a falling out his senior year. Did he not, didn't he like not run tr like state his senior year or something? He was like too good. He was he like became bored. He was such a good runner, um, but I can remember. So so this was actually a pretty cool story. So when I when I started running cross country freshman year, coach and a couple of the older athletes were talking about this Gallup runner who was who, who nobody could touch, and his name was um, uh, 
Oh man, I can't believe I'm I can't believe I'm blanking on this guy's name. But he was like the reigning state champ, and he was so good. Oh Bart, uh, was it Bart Humphreys? Anyway, and, and coach and the couple of the runners were like, "Oh, thank goodness Humphreys is gone. He graduated. He was gone." And they're like, "Oh yeah, we don't have to deal with Bart Humphreys." And you'd hear some of these other runners talk about, "Oh God, thank God, like we don't have to see Bart Humphreys." And we showed up the first time we raced Gallup, and this young little dude that nobody knew killed everybody and it was like who the hell is that <laughs> who's this guy and it's like oh he's just a freshman his name's brandon leslie and it was like well <laughs> bart humphrey was bart humphrey's that good because that was kind of crazy and they were like yeah bart was that good but it looks like they have like basically another bart and he was like well that's no good he's a freshman like he's just gonna pretty much kill us and he did he just killed us I can remember one race, I think it was that same race. We got to like the half mile mark and I was sort of marking a few of the guys that were ahead. I was pretty far back. I was like maybe in like 15, 16th place. And then we came we came around this bend and I saw there was an orange vest way out. We were like at the half mile mark. This guy had a hundred meters on us. And I was like, that can't be right. That's like impossible. <laughs> it wasn't impossible. Brandon Leslie, he killed us. Um, and the only time I saw him where he looked mortal was like the following year, I think his sophomore year. Um, who was the big runner runner out of Crucis? Krummenacker was the big track runner, but he didn't run cross. Yeah, Krummenacker. Uh, yeah. His senior year, he came out and he ran cross because he was, I think, he was trying to get a scholarship. And him and Leslie duked it out at the state meet, and it was like a race within a race. It was like those two guys and everybody else, and it was. It was awesome because Krummenacker was, he was like Leslie's equal. I mean, Krummenacker, you saw him, you're like, yeah, that guy's going to kill people in college. He was so good. And uh, and anyway, that was the one time where Leslie, like, was struggling. Every other time, he's just out on his own, just killing people. It, it was fascinating to watch. I, and the other guys on the team were that's really the, good, but they just weren't, like, right. that good. It was amazing. Not as fun to watch on the track. I don't know. I, I, I kind of enjoyed watching him across cross country. But yeah, that's the story, man. Bart Humphreys. Everybody feared Bart Humphreys, and then Bart was gone, and bam, this, this new dude showed up. And was, well, and, and I've heard so amazing. many stories of that cross that cross country race with Krummenacker uh, and and Leslie, and it's just it's the thing of legend, you know. It's just this this back and forth battle that, you know, coaches who you know, still talk about today. And, you know, I actually got lucky and it's, it, he's another guy I got to have on. So I, I started off as an assistant at, at Sandy and I was the, the head coach was, um, Mambada Hussein, who is amazing. And, and I learned so much from him and he had to take a leave. And so they had, and they brought back an old coach who had coached at Sandia for a little while. And it was Curtis Williams who coached those, yeah. oh, uh, those Gallup teams. Yeah. So I, I've got, I've got his contact and everything, but yeah, he's, he's a, uh, oh man. Yeah. He, he, and he has stories. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to hear some of those stories. I, I can remember one, although I don't remember, I don't remember who the runner was, but he identified some really, uh, just a real natural runner at the school. And, and I think he, he asked the kid to come out and I, I apologize. I can't remember the kid's name. 
I want to say it was probably in the 80s, though. And the story was, he asked the kid to come out to cross country, and the kid said no. He said, uh, it's too hard for me to get to school. It's too hard to get home. It was something like an hour drive from like school to, to wherever his family lived. And, and Coach Williams set up something where he said, you can stay with me during the week and run practice, and we'll board you. And then like on the weekends, I'll bring you home. So, something like this, I think was the story. And so the kid ran cross and he won state. He like won all the meets, he won state. And then at the end of it all, Coach Williams drives him back to his family's property. And it was like the last time you ever saw him. He's probably still out there, you know, with his, with his the sheep or whatever that he was working with. And that was it. And I was like, well, that's a crazy story. Just some naturally good kid. And coach set up some kind of situation for him to compete. And then once the race was over, that's it. Same as the line. Yeah. And he would tell stories of of things like that. And it's, it's, um, I I won't tell his stories. I'll, I'll have to get him on and, and let him tell, but it, it's, it, there is some fascinating stuff. I will tell (laughs) He just, he, and his workouts, oh man! Oh, yeah. I mean, y- you got to see his te- teams. I've seen his teams. You know, anybody around our ages will, you know, who ran <laughs> in New Mexico, will, knows knows what those teams were like, and and the workouts they were doing are just. We we worked on some of them, and and I've seen the written things, and it's it's um, it's otherworldly is is the best way I can describe it. Yeah, did he just have him running tons of intervals, or? It, it was a little bit of everything. I mean, it was high mileage, fast, um, and, and he just, you know, it's it's stuff that that now you know a lot of coaches wouldn't do, um, but I mean, it it worked for him in that time and that place, and he got those kids to buy in and and to do, I mean, amazing things. Did he have him doing like long runs as far as like six miles? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, more longer than that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, and and I and I and I've talked to Brandon about it. And I've talked, you know, it's he. It was a tough program. I mean, you had to be tough to get through it for sure. Yeah, I believe that. I think part of part of the like how cool those guys were was. Uh, you know, you just you just hear sort of like secondhand stories. Uh, maybe they'd show up for like a race in Albuquerque and it'd be in the paper. But you, like you, you know, without <clears throat> before the internet and whatnot, you just hear these like little things. Like I can remember hearing about Kremernacker and someone said, "Yeah, some kid down there is running like one fifty two, one fifty three half miles," and we just flat out didn't believe it. We were just like, "I I don't think yeah. that's right. I just don't think that's right." Or, you know, like, uh, I guess it was a little later, but before Brent, before Brandon came up, you know, there was a really quick kid in Arizona. And someone was saying how this kid was running like nine minute, 20 second, two miles. And you just hear that you, there wouldn't be like, there's no way to, to look it up. And you just right. say, no, that's, that, that's impossible. There's no way some kid is ripping out, uh, you know, back to back four forty miles. No way. And then you'd, and then, but then you'd show up and you'd see these guys. And you're just like, oh my god! Like these people, 
are the real deal. And you're just like, oh my God, like I got to raise the bar. It's too late by then. There's nothing right. you can do in like October, but you're like, oh, there, there's no chance. There's no chance with these guys. It, it was really cool. Right. Um, well, and you, yeah. I mean, being in Santa Fe, you, you were close. We, I mean, I had uh, Los Alamos in my district for forever and, okay. you know, they weren't quite at the same level as Gallup, but it was still like, they'd show up and they'd have, you know, two full buses of just runners just coming, yeah. coming off. We, we barely had one bus, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, just the sight of all of them. And, and it was just, uh, you know, amazing to see. And I, and, you know, same thing, like, ah, oh, wow, we got to get past, Got to get past yeah. Los Alamos, and <laughs> they, uh, they, I mean, they, I don't remember them being nearly as strong. Like it was like pre, it's before the Hipwoods, maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was in the early days of. I think right, right, at least for me, right around when they were kind of starting it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It I, was, I can't uh, think of any it, any runners over there in particular. But I do remember that we, we didn't get along well with them. We didn't really like them. I think we, and we raced them a lot. <clears throat> and I remember somehow we had kind of like this confederacy with um, with like Espanola and McCurdy, and we kind of just got along well with those guys. And we'd be out on, we'd be out on the course and you'd see, we'd see a Los Alamos vest, like a yellow green vest. And it'd be like, man, God, we've got to run this guy down. We can't, we can't let this, Less almost kid beat us, and it was sort of this good target. It was this good like a uh, carrot, you know? It's like, all right, yeah. this is it. We're gonna we're gonna burn a match right here, and we're gonna get past this kid. And it was good. <laughs> it was good to have that foil. <laughs> those, I I those high school cross country days. I mean, it's part of what made me want to be a coach. It just was fun, right? Like all the people that are on your team and. And, and the people that you're racing against that you, you don't want to beat you, but, you know, you'll go and talk to afterward and just, you know, get to know. Because, like you said, I mean, the, when I was running was, you know, infancy of, of you know, the Internet. And, you know, you just you, you called people. That's, that's basically what you did. And so and you couldn't look up these times. And I, I remember the same thing, like... <laughs> I'd, I'd hear these times of some of these people and like, oh, well, that must have been a short course or they must have been, you know, something. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder what uh, it was like with, you know, it must have been the same, I suppose, with a really talented runner like Tony Sandoval. Uh, anyway, in New Mexico, particularly the north, is really rich with long distance running. Um, yeah. And so I always really liked it. Of course, I I enjoyed running. I was I was I was good at it. So that lends itself to to being a fan of the sport. <clears throat> I, so I moved away for a while, you know, for school. I was up in Colorado, and in uh, in Pittsburgh. So that I was lucky enough to come back to live in Santa Fe. So then I was out running again. I was spending a lot of time running running in the Royals. Um, only until recently did Santa Fe really have any good trail systems. And, and so it was the Royals. And you'd wander around. Anyway, and so I, I was it was really this nice thing for myself to, come, to be back in New Mexico where I grew up.
and out running in these arroyos. And it was like, it's, it just felt really good. You know, and even to this day, I see sort of folks out running along like the road with like busy traffic. And I always think, you know, there's an arroyo right there. Like, what are you, what are you doing to yourself? You get in that arroyo and grind away. And, and it's just like aesthetically, well, I suppose some arroyos are kind of junked out, but it's aesthetically very nice to be out like running to the arroyos or I suppose if you're on the edge of town, I mean, it's the same. You just run, running around. There's no homes. Um, right. But Northern New Mexico is gorgeous. And to be out in the arroyos and to be, I don't know, climbing some of those hills, there's like some, there's like something that you get out of it. And maybe I'm thinking back to some of, some of those old coaches and, and, and grinding away, but toughens you up <clears throat> it's funny like i actually i think i was listening to you talking about uh did you um was it just recently that you ran a half marathon was it like this spring or was it last spring? i in in january i did the uh the houston half marathon yeah yeah i enjoyed listening to you talk about your training and whatnot and of course you you think of like yourself but I can remember, so several years ago, I was running quite a bit. In fact, so, I mean, that's part of why I'm, I was writing to this blog, because I was out running miles and right. miles and miles, and so it lent itself to it. Of course, I don't write to it now, and it kind of mirrors my fitness, you know. Um, but I can <laughs> remember when I was training for, for marathons, um, and you're just kind of cobbling together these odd training plans, and it would say, you know, go out and on your – on your long day, you know, you really want to get out up to like 20, 21, 22 miles. I couldn't right. do it. I couldn't do it. It was like, it was really hard. And I think, you know, I'm out there for like two and a half, maybe longer, you know, two hours, 40 minutes. And I only, I only got together like 18, 19 miles. And I sort of figured at some point, like it's the equivalent. Like I just did 19 hilly miles at 7,000 feet. Like that, you just call that. A, right. Like that, that works fine. <laughs> And, uh, and it really worked. It really tra translated well. And so I was doing like 19, 20, uh, 18, 19 mile long runs. Maybe I got to 20, but you get out there and you're running like on a road and, uh, at some low altitude. So you did Houston, but pretty much anywhere you go, that's not Albuquerque is going to be low altitude. And it's like piece yeah. of cake. It is like piece of cake. In fact, just like your, your turnover is almost like a little alarming because you're moving so fast and you're hitting those mile splits and you're just like, okay, okay. Like, I, like I, I, I should know this. I should be ready for this, but it is actually it freaks you out a little bit. You're like, I'm going way too fast. And it's like, no, yeah, no. And yeah, it's like, no, you, it, yeah. you the altitude, you run in Arroyos and it's like, it's completely different. It's completely different. It's funny. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And then you see all these these training groups, you know, going out to, you know, working in Boulder now and Flagstaff and obviously, you know, Brooks Beasts are coming here to Albuquerque uh, and, and then, you know, going down back down to sea level. But it's, it, it was so crazy how how good I felt being at that low altitude. And I just couldn't even, like, comprehend it. I wasn't, I wasn't looking at my watch, but they had you know, the 5k splits, 5k, 10k, 15k. And I, and I, 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 I could do the math real, you know, quick enough in my head that I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, this is where I'm at or around where I'm at. And just thinking like, 
am I going to blow up? <laughs> but so, so going into it, you sort of, you had this idea that you were probably going to run like six and a half minute miles, right? Wasn't that that was the hope that, that was, that was the goal. So did you, um, I mean, you did all the distance work and whatnot, but did you, did you get a feel for six and a half minute miles? Like before you actually went and did it, were you like, man, I really need to, I don't know. Did so you I wasn't doing a whole, yeah, I wasn't doing a whole lot of like long runs at that pace. Um, I was definitely doing some like progressive runs where I'd work down in there a bit. Um, it was a lot of, because working, I couldn't wake up early enough with school and then coaching afterward to really get like good long blocks in the morning. So I was getting five to six miles and I would do, <clears throat> I would do, um, you know, speed work, whether it was, you know, some 800s, some Ks, some miles there and, and trying to get down into that you know, what does 6.30 feel like? And then I'd have some other work where yeah. it was shorter, but at a faster pace, 6 to six to 6.15. That way I knew like, okay, I my top end speed isn't that 6.30, you know? So I was kind of knowing I could go faster if I needed to. Yeah. Um, and that it wasn't going to feel like necessarily out of my depth, but the in, I averaged right around 6.30 and it just felt so, you know, just everything, that, that buildup was perfect. It was, um, I, I mean, the buildup wasn't perfect. The race went perfect, <laughs> as perfect as it can. Yeah. And that was pretty uh, amazing. So, but so had you been thinking about it for a while, for like a year or more, were you sort of like, I'd like to run a half marathon at some point? Or was it something that came together pretty quick? And you just thought, there's this Houston half marathon if I give myself two to three months or something like that. Was it something that you were thinking about for quite a while? Or You know, it's, uh, I, I'd kind of had a half marathon in my, in my head. Um, and I just, and like, I, I, I kind of figured I had a little bit of speed and so I'd been done, I'd done some five K's and 10 K's here and there. And then, you know, pandemic hit and I, I was really able, I didn't have any, anywhere to go, anything to do. So I was really able to like up my mileage and I'm like, I, I want to be ready to do something when, when things open up. And so then kind of at the end, uh, well, 2021, I was having a conversation with some friends and they were, they live in Houston. They're like, oh yeah, we always do it and you should do it. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I will. And the timing worked out. And so it probably, I would say May of, of 2021 is when I decided that I was going to do it and just kind of started trying to string together some miles in the summer and then spent the the fall and winter adding, uh, adding some speed. It was, uh, but those early morning runs and they, they, they were hard for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I can sympathize. I think it's kind of cool. Sometimes it's kind of cool with like half marathons and marathons when you show up and you're sort of running alongside these people or you see them kind of, queuing up for the start and whatnot and you can kind of you you know that you're like hey 
you've been we've all been out training and doing these weird morning runs and lunch runs and and there's like this shared I don't know what it is I don't know if it's like shared accomplishment or like shared suffering kind of it's like yeah it's like we've 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 walked the same path to get to this spot it's kind of cool I enjoy that I will say that energy in in those corrals waiting for everything and you got you got everybody there who like you said they they they've been working towards this and and you hear people talking cuz you know a lot of them are there with with a buddy or their training partner or whatever and 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 just the buzz of it and it's um and it just it reminded me so much you know we talk so much about kind of the old high school running it and it just reminded me so much of that you know when you're when you're there with your teammates and you got the other teams around you and and everybody's talking about like okay you you know we're ready and what are you going to do and you're you're chatting with the team next to you and in your box and it's just it was uh it was a great feeling to to have back and it's something that those bigger races kind of lend themselves to more than you know, and I love the little local races we have here, but it's it's a different it's a different beast when you've got all these people you don't kind of know. Yeah, yeah. When I traveled and I ran a couple bigger races, I really liked I really liked um, I would pin like a little uh, New Mexico Zia to my sleeve. Yeah, because because partly I wanted people to like know what's up. Like Mexico's here, exactly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and I wanted I wanted someone to like. Uh, I, I and sometimes it was I was gonna say sometimes I'd have family there. My wife sometimes would be there. I wanted her to be able to spot me as we kind of zoom by. Um, but yeah, you're sort of like this anonymous person in those big races, and uh, you want to self-identify a little bit. It's funny, right? Um, but, uh, so I was going to say, um, so, but so when you started up the podcast, your podcast, this was, but this was then well before you started sort of training, you had an interest. So it wasn't necessarily that you were, were like building up mileage and then it lent itself to the podcast work. It was, it, it maybe the, it was maybe the opposite, like podcast, uh, the, in, the interest in some of these interviews came first and then the training came after so for me it was very much the i i had been training you know kind of off and on i had done done a few races here and there but i would i would go out on these runs and i was listening to podcasts for half you know a lot of them and I'd, i'd hear these these runners and getting motivated and just started podcast you know, thinking like well um the the morning shakeout uh with Mario Frioli and I'll have another podcast and with Lindsay Hine and uh, what's the other one? There's a couple of others. Um, Sidious Mag off and on. They, they always get some good runners on. Yeah. And, you know, just I kind of like you, I just kind of had this feeling like, well, there's, there's plenty of, runners from new mexico some of them are still running some of them have retired i i want to i want to hear from those people that i you know grew up kind of hearing about and i want to know what what some of the runners now are doing and it just kind of i i i sat on the the idea for about a year 
and then just uh, just decided, all right, let's <laughs> yeah. let's get started. Let's see what happens. <laughs> just so, did you have did you have sort of like a half dozen people that you sort of were like, okay, I, I feel like I could set up five or six, and then we'll just sort of see how things how it goes. Or did you just start with like one? I had, I had, uh, I had a couple of people in mind and I had a list and then I was like, okay, these are the people I have access to. And I just, I just started reaching out and, and people started saying yes. And <laughs> it just, it, yeah. it was amazing. <laughs> it just went in a different direction than I, not in a different direction, but it just, People, a lot of people said yes quicker than than I thought they would, and when they said yes, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm doing this." I just it, it was just again, it was just different. Like, I I had this idea, and I I didn't think that I would get. I thought it would be harder to get started. I guess is is you know my 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 point there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but once you kind of jump in, it just kind of—I don't know—it just starts to move forward. I—I I didn't know what I was doing when I was writing, and uh, I think I told you. I mean, I never put my name on anything. I just sort of wanted it to be like, uh, uh, like these trails are great. You should get out and go see them. <laughs> like I was some kind of cheerleader for, uh, for. Uh, getting outside or something like that but yeah but once you once you start to move it forward you start to kind of develop develop some kind of organization um i was gonna say about some of the podcasts because i've been listening to quite quite a few over the last few weeks i mean it's it's great to hear you know you were um speaking with george young the olympian you know and and he was very excited to talk about you know, that someone was asking him about some of these things. Matt Gonzalez, of course, San Fe guy. Um, right. He was he was really happy to, um, you know, he, he just thought it was great that someone want, wanted to kind of hear some of his stories. And, yeah, it is very cool. You know, and, uh, I mean, so not too long ago, you've had Chase Easley on from Los Alamos. And, yeah. Um, I, she is a world champ, man. She, she won last uh, – last week or a couple of weeks back in Portland. And I was like, holy crap. Or no, excuse me, it was, uh, it was Eugene, right? And, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh man, so you got to get her back on. Did you did you interview her from, um, did she say she was like training in um, in England or something? Was she, was that in, right? in the UK, United Kingdom, yeah. Yeah, and that was a great interview. And of course, I mean, were you coaching when she was competing for Los Alamos? Like, did you know? I no, she was before, kind of in, in between, before I got into the coaching. Okay. Um, but I had been. She was just on some of the on some of the things, and yeah, she was amazing to talk to. Just, just absolutely. It's so much fun. <laughs> she is badass. She was just like a complete wrecking ball in high school. I mean, I, I, you can just go read about her or whatnot, but like she right. had that quote. That she uh, she liked to um, 
she liked to puff up on like the throwers and be like, hold on a sec. I got to go. I got to go run this relay. I'll be right back. Right. She, she was like crushing all the throwers and then she'd go and she'd crush in the relay and then, and just like, just throwing up like massive points for the team, just kill it. Just like dominating. It was just amazing. She was crazy. I like, I can't quite remember, but didn't she almost like run like, like state record? Like she was like state record fast or her team, her re- I think one of her relays were in a state record. Maybe that was it, but she was the real, I, yeah, I, it was crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think she had a she just levered from softball into like javelin. She's just like, Oh, I'll just be, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll whip this javelin. And then she just walked in and I guess on the team and just started killing everybody across the whole state for like multiple years. It wasn't even like a senior year thing or anything. Man, amazing. Yeah. I was bummed out, man, because last year she was lined up to go. I, I was watching her. She was competing. Um, She was competing in Albuquerque at the indoor nationals, you know, and I was sort of like doing my New Mexico thing where I was like, they need to announce that this, that this thrower is home, homegrown. This is our, you know, this is, she grew up in Los Alamos. They didn't. But she was doing really well. And, um, like I wanted to like grab the mic and be like, "Excuse me, the Los Alamos thrower yeah. is about to uh, go her uh, put her third her third attempt." But she was lined up, I thought, to to qualify for the Olympics. And the Olympic trials like went. I can't remember if they just went south for her. Somebody told me that she had gotten like very ill, like right before the trials, and she didn't yeah. qualify. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" And I just thought that was it. Like that was kind of the end of her career. No, she came all the way back and won the gold. Amazing. She's like right yeah. at the top of, you know, like the, the pantheon of New Mexico athletes. Gold medal. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's- anyway that's a long story to, to for me to tell you. You just got to get her back on, man. You got to ask her about yeah. that stuff. Because that's nuts. I mean, young four-time we were talking about that, and he, he came away with some hardware, but not gold. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, there's so many, like, you know, having her back on would be amazing. And, and, and again, like, I mean, Tony Sandoval went out and won Olympic trials, but it was a year we didn't even send anybody. And, um, George Young with his four Olympics that he qualified for and and represented the U S which is, you know, just insane in, in distance running, you know, and it's just, there's, there's these people throughout, you know, and, and we bridge the gap and it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool seeing where, where I've been able to go and, and who I've been able to talk to in this. And, you know, it's just, I, I, I know I said it at the beginning, but I really can't downplay the, the role that your, your blog even though it, it you ended it several years ago, like the information on there for me to look back and and look at these people and remember and then pull the pull these this information out, like oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like has really helped me kind of narrow down some of those people and and try to find which is just you know it's it's uh it's so useful and and so fun to read. You know, I know we talked about it beforehand, like it wasn't just a five minute <laughs> thing that you got this idea and you wrote down. I mean, you were spending a lot, a lot of time <laughs> doing this and, and, 
you know, I know that takes its toll. <laughs> well, you, you know, I'm sure you do know, actually, uh, we talked about this a little bit, but you were saying how uh, maybe a few of your earlier podcasts, you were so sort of um, so self-critical and maybe you'd get in there and you'd, you'd try and edit things, try and, try and right. splice it together so it maybe sounded or was presented the way that you wanted it to. Um, and so when I was writing some of these things, particular things that I somehow was attached to, <clears throat> I often would have to resist this urge that like, I would go back and read it several times. Like maybe I published it and I'm still, I'd still go back and read it cause I, it was fun writing it and I'd want to edit it. <laughs> and I'd want to say like, why did I use that word? Or, uh, <laughs> or, or like that doesn't read very clearly. Like I think I was trying to say something. I didn't say it very well. And I'd want, I'd want to get in there and I'd want to like re-edit and reformat. And it's like, no, man, you got to just like, let it go. Like nobody cares. Nobody, like this is not an important thing to anybody, but you, no one's going to read it the way that like, that like I'm reading it. Um, but yeah, right. but it's, like, it's kind of, it's kind of like this personal, cause, cause you're creating like the story or you're creating it and you're presenting it or formatting it in a certain way. And you just like always want to, like polish it or something like that. And it's, it's a funny thing. And you're just like, no, no, just like leave it. Like nobody, nobody cares. Well, and it's, it's, it's a, the skills that it takes is just, you know, kind of the willingness to put, to put in the work, you know, I, I mean, it's not like you had a, an English degree and yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, like it's, it's, it's good work, but I know the work that you put into it, <laughs> you know, as much as you, you want to nitpick yourself, like it's, it's, it's readable. It flows. It, it presents the information in, in an, in an interesting way. And, you know, it, it's, you know, I don't, I, like you said, you didn't really have a goal, you know, going into it, but I think again, you got eyes eyes on it and, and eyes interested. Which, you know, if if that wasn't at least partially the goal, it's it's uh, I think was a good place to hit. <laughs> yeah, I really like hearing that people read it or that they get they get something out of it reading it. I'm sure that you feel that way if someone says, "Oh yeah, that great listening yeah. to that interview was fantastic." Um, and it's a funny thing because. Um, uh, so you, you want to sort of see like, are people reading this or there's, are people, um, are, are people consuming, consuming what I'm putting out there? I was using a blogger platform. I have no idea if there was like some more sophisticated thing. It was just very easy to set up on blogger, but they have a statistic. They had sort of like a, like a hit meter or something. And so you'd view that and you try and get a sense of like, you know, is this any good? Are people looking at this? Is, uh, is this as good as I think it, you know, it, it, it is? And then, and you don't get a good sense, but you do get a sense of like, okay, there, there is some traffic like do, during these hours of the day. And of course at night it goes down to zero. Oh, there's someone from England. Uh, you know, there's a hit that's coming in from like an England. And so it's kind of interesting. You, sometimes you kind of are looking at that and you're like, you try and make sense of it. And I, I think I p tried to paste in a couple like other hit, uh, 
traffic meters or something that weren't that wasn't blogger because I was like I, I don't think this blogger thing works very well and I'm trying trying to use these other meters and you can't make sense of it because there's so much just sort of like spam or like web maybe web web crawlers there's just so much stuff going on and the only I remember the only thing that I could get a sense of is there was some kind of statistic I can't remember if it was blogger or something else but it would show if there was a hit to the site and then and then there was a second hit that like linked from the first so someone was like browsing and i thought that is someone that is reading and there, and i like at one point i got i thought maybe there's like 12 people reading this besides myself and i remember being like pretty pretty satisfied i was like hey, that's that's kind of cool i bet i know a few of these people um but i would never tell people that i was writing this stuff and sometimes like my wife would she was very proud and she would mention it sometimes and she said, you know, Kevin writes see this blogger thing and I'd be like, No, like don't tell don't tell people about Because <laughs> then they're gonna I don't know. They, it was um what if they didn't like it, I guess. I don't know what I was thinking, but there was satisfaction in, in, in anonymity. Just putting it out there and right. like, it's his own it's its own thing. That is kind of been one of the weird things for me, because uh, I, I feel you like it's, it's, um, you know, I've, I've kind of in, inserted a little bit of more, more of myself, you know, in the last year or so of, of, you know, what I'm doing in my running and you asking me these questions now too, but, you know, it's, it's a, a, a it's it's an interesting i i don't i'm not a huge like promoter in this and that but i got the you know throw it up on instagram because that's going to get eyes and and trying to share and it's you know i want it to grow and that's kind of the way to grow it but it's such an so hard sometimes to 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 do that and so i i feel you <laughs> yeah it is an interesting thing though that like you, you get into a position, so like with, I, I, I'm kind of, uh, I guess I'm making assumptions for yourself, but so, you know, putting, um, creating, you know, creating these interviews, creating the podcast and putting it out there for myself, I was just writing and putting it out there. And it's just you just sort of putting something out there and a little bit, there's something, there's something in there where it's like, well, I want, I want to like hear, uh, like I want like a little bit of feedback, um, and it's very, and it just doesn't work that way. And, and so you just sort of have to like, um, I don't know, come to terms with uh, like, I like, I think this is good. Nobody else is doing this. And there's going to be someone out there running some miles that's going to come across this and it's going to be helpful or something. I don't know. It's a funny thing. And you sort of, you sort of like, I don't, and then it's like, well, what kind of feedback do I actually want? And I guess it's just more like write more right. about this, write less about that, or something. I don't really, but uh, but it's an odd thing, and um, and it is, and it's very satisfying when someone's like, oh yeah, I read that thing. Like <laughs> I, I went, like I went, to, I went to that trail that you put like a map on. And, oh, that place is great. It's like yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm glad you went out there. And you read about it. <clears throat> right. It's um. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's, it's, I don't know, it's an interesting beast. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's funny, because, you know, this is something you you haven't done in several years, you know, but you were you, like you talked about, you had some years where there was, 
you're putting out a lot of content and it's 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 interesting because had i found your blog earlier i may not be doing this because i mean oh somebody's already doing they're you know they're basically doing what i want to do you know i didn't come across your blog until i kind of got into it and started doing this and like oh someone's done some of this legwork for me like that's helpful but had i found it earlier it might have been like oh this guy already did did what i was thinking i mean we're, we're good <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad that didn't happen I, yeah. <laughs> think, I think i i remember that there was a there was a guy here in town in santa fe that had started a blog but it was really just he was just running a little bit and he wanted to put some photos up he didn't have an idea of what he was doing either but I remember, I think I ran across that and I was like, I'm going to do that. So it was like, mine was the reverse. Like I saw somebody doing that. And I thought, how hard can this be? And you know, you just set up an account. It takes like five minutes. And I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's pretty easy. And then, you know, yeah. I don't know. So even 10 years ago, the internet was not, you know, smartphones even at that time were pretty new. Anyway, so it was sort of this, no it was a novelty to it. It's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the setup is always, that's the easy part, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, oh, here we go. I guess I got to write something. I'll have to go back and see what I wrote at first. I think it just said, I'm starting, like, I'm starting this new project or something like that. Uh, well, you know, I... <laughs> I think I think this is a, a great spot to kind of wrap up. I think I could talk to you. I mean, we talked for yeah. almost an hour before, kind of before we set this up. Uh, but I I hope that some people and I'll have it linked on there. Some people go back and look at some of the things you you've put out there if they haven't already. And I like I said, I kind of enjoyed it. So maybe maybe. I'll be seeing some more of your stuff pop up here. <laughs> you probably you probably inspired me to write a few things because I went I was out running this week too. I was like, I better get out there and run. Um, yeah. Have me back on like at some point, like bring me back on next year, and we'll talk about um, we'll talk about like the the pods that you put together. You know, we'll do like a review. Uh, that would be great. Or like, I'd be totally down for that. Or like runs, we can go on. A, so it bums me out that La Luz is no longer. I almost want to like start up like a, like a gorilla, La Luz run. But um, but I'd like to I'd like to hear like um, you know what are the big what are the big runs in the whole state? I mean, there's always sort of like yeah. uh, the marathon or like the run for the zoo. I suppose is like the big one, but there's got to be a couple other like really. Like Mount Taylor 50K, that's kind of an ultra, but right. it's sort of like a, maybe that sort of takes over, takes the place of some of this well, stuff. I will say the, the Albuquerque Roadrunners who had taken over um, the La Luz Trail, they were setting something up this year, uh, but it was kind of a um, unsanctioned, I believe, like, Basically, run, run it on your own, save your time, save your, your Java maps, whatever, and then kind of they were going to compile them, I, I oh. believe. And they, there's a couple of weekends uh, that they were doing that 
four. I'll have to go back and, and look at that. But yeah, they were trying to kind of get, you know, because the biggest thing was was that organization of it, even though there's so many people on that trail on a daily basis. They they it was just getting the the permits for an organized event with X amount of people on a specific day. Yeah. Before we so. cut out, I, I, I want to do a quick pitch for La Luz. So, I mean, if, like if you're a runner in New Mexico and you, you know, you have maybe did, never made it out and didn't make the uh, lottery entry or whatever, you got to get up and run La Luz. I mean, it's just, it's like one of a kind. It's a lot of work, but man, that, that trail is fantastic. I'm sure it's fine to hike too, but yeah. Well, as Tony Sandoval said, right? Yeah, piece of cake. Just a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's. I think that's perfect spot. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'll just ask you. You know, you said you, you you know you're not doing a ton of running right now, but you know when you when you are getting ready to run, what's uh, what are you listening to 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 get you pumped, to get you out that door? Well. I don't really, I don't really listen to anything when I go run. I don't do the earbuds. Um, I don't listen to podcasts. Um, so nothing No, but, uh, I listen to just a bunch of old music. Uh, I don't even know any of the new bands. I listen to the, spe- <laughs> the specials and, uh, Blondie and whatnot. Uh, you know, if I want to get psyched up for running, I, I actually read a lot of like these old books, like the old Bill Rogers books and Joan Benoit. Um, the Aussies, like, so anything that involves, like, uh, Arthur Lydiard, like the Peter Snell books and stuff, oh. those are fascinating. Yeah. And so, so instead of listening to something, I'd say, go find a cool old book um, and uh, and read about these guys. Even George Young's got a book. It's, it's not bad. It's really hard to find in print. Um, and even the Aussie books or the New Zealand books they're expensive because they're like only they like they don't they don't exist in like thrift stores in, in the U.S. They they have to like be imported. Right. But go out and get one of those. I didn't know. Fantastic. I didn't know about George Young's book. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, I know it's good. It's it's like really hard to find. All right. Well, crazy. Well, cool. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much for your time. This was like a lot of fun. Um, and I know I, we're going to keep in contact and I, I like your idea of bringing you back on. And um, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Um, no, I, I didn't think through that. There's a big race in Santa Fe in, in October, big, big to run. I guess I'll put in a pitch for big to It's It's put together, uh, directed by the Santa Fe Striders. It's a great run. You never come up. Usually the leaves are turning right then. It's usually that first Saturday in October. I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me 
on Instagram and Twitter at runningnm. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at runningnewmexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.